Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, February 20th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the bare bones of Web3, episode 19, featuring special guest, Department 77. Let's take a listen. The date is February 20th, 2023. Welcome to Bare Bones in Web3, episode 19, with your host, Saberstein, EJ the founder, and B-Bands. It is your weekly dose of Web3 news, opinions, market analysis, and updates. This show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Please see the links above for more information. This show is entertainment information. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you're interested in these topics, please do your own research. This week, we're going to be joined by our special guest, Stray Light of Department 77. If you have any questions for him, um, we are going to open up the end of the show, you know, uh, to questions from the audience. And I'm super excited to hear all of his updates. And then we'll also have announced some announcements with the Space Skellies. Bare Bones Newsreel, February 20th, 2023. Square Enix, makers of the franchise Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, are launching a new Web3 game called Symbiogenesis. The name they picked actually means becoming by living together. It is a very interesting evolutionary theory that could give us a clue about what they are planning for their game. This is an interactive game that will have NFTs for trading as in-game assets, and the launch is planned for the spring of 2023. Our next story, 620 million was stolen during the Ronin hack. And I suppose every victory, even the small ones, should be celebrated. Norwegian police recovered 5.9 million from the same hack recently, which is less than 1% of the original amount, but good for them. Every win, even small, is a win. Now, following a previous story, I know I've brought up Avram Eisenberg a few times here on Bare Bones. If you don't know who he is, he executed a highly profitable trading strategy and rendered an entire exchange insolvent while making $114 million. Although many call the exploit a hack, he technically was just trading on the exchange and used the platform. However, he did negotiate a bug bounty for himself through a governance proposal and voted and a vote that he returned $67 million to the Mango Markets. Three months later, Mango Markets is claiming duress. Should the governance proposal stand? I've been thinking about this idea um, of making decisions on a governance proposal in DAOs, proposals in Web3 for on-chain governance and that the community is involved with. At first, I was kind of for him getting sued and even calling the whole voting process governance LARPing, which I know I'm involved in, but um, because it's like it doesn't really count. But then I thought about what that could actually mean. And if we want uh, governance proposals to be something set in stone that can't be changed immutable, like an executed contract on the blockchain. And yes, I know that he controlled a majority of the vote for the governance proposal to pass. But 
Doesn't the fault inherently line with Mango Markets for not making sure that their contracts were properly audited for the safety of the company and customers? I don't know. I think them running to another government to settle something that the community voted on seems counterintuitive. Um, it would be one thing if he didn't negotiate a bug bounty, but he did, and he gave the money back. I mean, how much power over a Dow do we really want to let the government have? And I just wanted to take a second and see if anybody wanted to comment, Department 77 or Saberstein, um, on that. All right. I was going to let uh, Department 77 if they had anything, but um yeah like i know we discussed it at length last night and you've basically covered what we discussed and how um like we both kind of feel about it but it's to me it's just always interesting to see these types of things that are happening in crypto and then relating it to real world you know so like if you in the real world you know have like a handshake contract because those are you know it, well in canada anyways those are legally going to have a written contract you know a verbal contract and then if you know, it's it's perfectly normal for somebody to go back and say, well, no, I was under duress while I, 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 you know, I created this contract with you. However, it's interesting to see what happens with crypto, right? Because like you said, we're trying to have like our, our own little, uh, almost like government within us that's decentralized. So with, you know, the DAO, you put in the proposal, everybody votes, it should pass. So I'm really interested to see what happens with this. I would be really interested to see if it goes to trial and see if we get discovery so we can find out more about it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, March 27th, two blockchains, two new upgrades. Helium Network is set for its migration to Solana blockchain and Polygon's beta launch for its ZK EVM. The ZK EVM should quicken the speed of transactions, which would allow for more traffic instead of slowing down transactions like optimistic rollups do with their waiting periods. ZK, ZK, EV, ZK EVMs are built not to have this waiting period. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, and I wonder what it's going to do for scalability on the uh, Ethereum blockchain. And for my last story, tokenized real estate. The world's first real estate token offering was a sale of a stake for almost one-fifth of the St. Regis Aspen Resort Hotel, which raised $18 million in U.S. The sale was hailed as, quote-unquote, a means of opening up the world's oldest asset class to the wealth creation potential of the blockchain, end quote. It has been four years since the sale occurred, and real estate tokens are not as popular as many hoped the had hoped. The regulations and the complexity of this text have slowed this phenomenon down. Different opinions of what real estate tokenization means make it hard for adoption since essentially pooling your money together for an asset purchase falls under securities law. So regulation is needed for this type of business. The legal for framework does exist, but it needs to be applied to the blockchain for quick adoption of tokenized real estate. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we will go on to Saberstein for our crypto markets. All right. Good morning, everyone. So on the daily chart, Bitcoin wicked down once more into that demand zone, touching 21,350 before closing last Monday as a bullish hammer candle. So last week on Monday, we were speaking, or I was sorry, I was speaking about how it had just touched into that demand zone once. So after our show, it actually touched one more time. And then Tuesday's candle closed a bullish confirmation candle, which would lead a trader to assume a reversal of the recent bearish price action um, would happen. 
Uh, Wednesday, I think most people saw the bullish long body candle that represented a 10.5% increase in Bitcoin price for that day. So a pretty huge candle. Uh, Thursday price wicked right to the top of the supply zone, which coincides with the August 2022 high before beginning that next major downtrend. Sunday, another wick to the top of supply, but no candle close over the resistance or above supply, showing this as a heavy supply zone and major resistance. On the weekly chart, uh, I mentioned already we wicked to the top of the August high around $25,250. This area is critical as last week's candle wicked into the crossing of the 50 SMA down over the 200 SMA, as everyone knows is a death cross, but did not close the candle body over either of the SMAs, proving it to be resistance as well. So we've got a lot of resistance in this area. To continue upwards, we would want to see a break above that August 2022 high, which is currently resistance and the top of supply. This break above could lead to a move towards supply, the next supply, apologies, above around that 29,000, 31,000 area. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter are saying 28,000 to 30,000. I'm not too worried about the exact numbers. Uh, bulls would not want to see a close below 23,500. That would likely send price back to the demand area around 21,500, which even if it did go down to 21,500, that could set it up for a push above to, you know, the, the next supply area above. So not like doom and gloom necessarily. Um, so I'm not a trader who uses Elliott waves uh, to trade, but I have studied the basics and familiarized myself enough so that I may spot them on charts because I really love looking for patterns, fractals, those type of things. Uh, on the weekly chart, starting from the bottom at around 15,500, it looks like we have waves one to four and are currently working on wave five. So with wave three generally being the largest and most powerful impulse, we could still continue upwards to the bottom of um, the supply zone above around 28, 29,000. And it would still be considered a technically accurate Elliott wave. The ABC correction would likely send us back down to the area of wave two, which lines up with that untested demand area I've been talking about forever, around 17,000. Um, so I don't normally share threes on here. I try to stick to just what the charts are showing me rather than trying to predict, <laughs> predict future price movement. But this was really interesting to me. And so one thing I love about charting is seeing a fractal or a pattern that moves as it technically should, whether I'm trading it or not. Uh, once again, I do not actively trade using Elliott waves. This is just simply a pattern that may or may not fulfill its technicals on the chart, and I wanted to share it. Um, so I also posted a Solana chart because Solana has been lagging behind most other L1s. I know one specifically we've seen some really good price action on is Matic, and so Solana has been lagging that and is finally touching the major downtrend resistance line that started from the May 2022 breakdown. If price can flip this resistance into support, we could see a push back up towards that August 2022 high around $48. Now, there is um, a supply zone created by the FTX sell-off in the mid-30s. So that would be your first take profit area. Resistance at $39 would be a second take profit. And then take profit three, personally, I would have around that August 2022 high. Um, reminder that when you trade, to always set a stop loss, so never let it green trade go red. So even if you get, let's say, the first um, profit, take profit area in the mid-30s, and it may not go to the next one at $39 or to the August 2222 high, but just do not let that trade go below your initial entry. 
right? So always protect your capital. Um, the fear and greed index has been steadily greed this past week around 60, but I believe last night I saw it was at 58. Um, so still an excellent time to be taking some profits um, if you have them. Scaling in and out of positions is always the best way to maximize your risk reward. And once, sorry, I apologize for my daughter. She just woke up. Um, but we are now going to go to EJ. He's going to give us um, all of the info for the traditional markets. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Saberstein. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Awesome. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And we're going to get right to it with the market. The market's pretty boring this week. Shouldn't see much going on. CPI held very well. Uh, the consumer and everybody res responded very well to that last week, which was good to see. Um, most of us were pretty fearful that it could be the start of a collapse, and we did see everyone do very well. Uh, so that brings us to today. The stock market is closed for President's Day, which is Monday. Uh, sorry, I didn't start on my first page, which was last week. I apologize. Um, the CPI rose. Point, this is going back to last week. Recap. CPI rose 0.5% in January um, and 6.4% year over year versus the Dow Jones estimate of 0.4%. And 6.2. So, pretty close numbers, excluding the food and energy. The core CPI increased 0.4% monthly and 5.6% from a year ago. Um, and that was against the estimates of 0.3% and 5.5%. You don't know much about CPI. I would advise you to kind of get into it if you, if you are in the market, that's something you need to understand. Um, but that was the big thing of last week. Also, there was some good news. Um, and the report for medical care services fell 0.7%. Airline fares were down 2.1%. And used vehicle prices dropped 1.9%. Um, and that's really all I had for last week's of important uh, market recap. The S&P closed that it was down 0.28%. NASDAQ was up 0.59%. Dow Jones was down 0.1%. And Russell 2000 was up 1.4%. So like I said, not much ended up happening last week, and I don't see too much happening this week. Um, so that moves us into today, which I said was President's Day, so the U.S. stock market is closed. Tomorrow is the only uh, decently big day of Tuesday. All day, the WTI, which is the Western Texas Instrument, which uh, measures oil prices, it is for the WTI crude March futures will expire. So that is something you can really look into if you're someone who plays the market, Tuesday will be a big day for the oil industry. That leads us into Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The release of the FOMC minutes will be watched closely for any discussion on the 50-point rate hike um, of March. There's going to be discussion if there will be a 50-point rate hike um, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. Thursday, we have all-day Fed speakers scheduled include uh, Mary Daly and uh, Raphael Bostic. Um, those are two of the Fed speakers all day on Thursday. Uh, we don't have Jerome Powell or anyone, so nothing will probably get too carried away. 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, the second crack at quarter four of the GDP will arrive from the Commerce Department. Bank of America forecasts an upward revision to 3% from 2.9%. If these numbers are correct, you won't see much volatility. If these numbers are off, you will see volatility. 
Um, lastly, on Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the release of the PCE core prices report has the potential to jolt the inflation that everyone has been watching. This is what I want you guys to pay attention to moving into the week. Uh, the PC, uh, PCE just means the personal consumption um, of goods. Uh, the price measures the changes in of goods and services based off of how customers are purchasing and, and uh, everything flowing in and out of the market. This is a big number to pay attention to. So I did put a, uh, this is all in our Discord. Uh, typically, if there's a big event, I'll put like a star by it. This is the one to pay attention to. Um, and this measures, it helps with the measure of inflation. So Friday, you may see volatility. Uh, like Saberstein said, scale into positions, scale out of positions. Never let a green trade go red. If you stay green, you won't be red. Uh, and with that, that's really it. Like I said, Friday um, and Tuesday are days to watch. Uh, besides that, you have a great week. Um, and be safe when you're trading. Set those stop losses in case you get busy and you have to walk away from your phone. Um, and you'll never come back to a huge loss on your position. And with that, Bands, I will pass it back to you. Awesome. Thank you. I'm just going to do some quick announcements. Um, burn updates and important info. We're testing this over and over until we release it. Um, when we went from testnet to live, we ran into wallet connection problems. So right now we are going to be releasing the Elixir burn very soon. Um, by any chance, EJ, do we have a hard date yet? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> Put you on yeah. the spot, uh, right? In front of everybody. Late. No, that's why I was late. <laughs> we so I, we ran three burns successfully, uh, two last night and one this morning. So uh, I would say within, we haven't posted up yet, but probably within a few hours, it'll go live. Uh, so yeah, that's good news for everyone that's in here, a little bit of alpha. Um, this snapshot has been taken. So if you don't own Elixirs, you have about, uh, you have 10 minutes at 9.30, I send the final snapshot that I'm redoing. If you have Elixirs, you can access the DAP. If you don't have Elixirs, you can't go buy them from secondary and then burn because we have it gated to those who hold them. Uh, so just that's something to keep in mind. If you're wanting to burn, go buy them right now. I'll give you 10 minutes, upload a new snapshot, um, and then that is gated to all of those holders. Um, so yeah, it's a great process. It's really been enjoyable, and I hope everyone kind of gets to experience it. We had custom audio made. We could have just done the boring burn and click on Stargaze, uh, but we had custom audio and graphics and the whole thing made, um, and our team's done amazing. I will say what we ran into was Kepler's a pain in the butt to work with if you've ever had to do a uh, Kepler Connect. So just bear with us. If there's ever any issues, just sh simply shoot us a message, and then we will we'll take care of you like we always do. So I have a question. It says all in in our announcements, all holders of Elixirs and OG um, Space Skellies will have a window to burn for one ship. So currently, everybody can only burn for one ship. Or correct. So so for the first week, we did have it where there was going to be a cap, like let's say it was forty, um, and those who was first come first serve. But as we thought about it, that wasn't fair to other time zones because we want people to be able to have a life. So on the first week, we're going to allow every wallet to burn for one spaceship. Uh, and then next week, you can burn for two spaceships. So then you'd have three total. And then maybe on week three or four, we lift the limit to where it's 50 at a time. So first come, first serve. We may change it up. But as of now, it's one per wallet. Uh, so you need to have at least four elixirs and you will get your ship. Doesn't matter if you burn right away, although there are perks for burning 
on the hour for the next 48 hours when we release it. And that's alpha we haven't said, but on the hour for 48 hours, we will have uh, we'll have everything tracked on the back end where we'll be rewarding rewards to those who do so. So if you were gonna burn, let's say it's 4.30 in the afternoon, wait till uh, five o'clock or 4, 4.59, um, just to give your chance of getting a prize. But that's all I can really give out. I don't wanna, don't wanna give out too much information before we make the final announcement. Exciting, exciting. See, I just got some alpha myself. Thank you. I'm super excited about that. And now I want to chat with our guest, um, the awesome Straylight from Department 77, um, an innovator, a creator, might I say a genius. Anyways, he has a multi-chain Web3 sci-fi strategy game. Um, you train your bounty hunter NFTs and you deploy them on missions for loot and rewards. I know there's a lot more um, going on, and you're deployed on secret net, uh, chain, polygon chain, and terror chain. Last time you were here, you told us about your project and that you had some new things in the works. Um, since then, those things have been rolled out, so please give us an update on these new features, the card game, the building of a droid that you might be able to sell in the marketplace, the impressive fact that you have 547 million combinations for your droid, I mean, and the battleships. There's just so much going on. Can you can you give us the the rundown? GM GM, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, last time was uh, uh, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, we've been focusing on uh, two things lately, which are the well, ones you mentioned just now. So we've we've focused firstly on the card game, which is uh, it's called Shadow Fleet. Um, it's a standalone. A free-to-play mini game. Um, it's like a collectible card game that you play against uh, other players, um, similar to Gwent or uh, Hearthstone. Um, uh, the, the quick backstory to that is that we saw kind of a lot of projects using uh, poker tournaments to keep their communities active. Um, but we thought, like, why not create a Web3 game um, to add some variety um, so not everyone has to kind of use poker or the classic ones that offer some variety to that so people can try new things. Um, and it's a more fitting alternative for us um, because we're in the sci-fi space and it just felt, felt uh, correct for us. Um, but then make it free to play so that other projects could use Shadow Fleet for tournaments and stuff like that for their communities. And we could use it for marketing and collabs and stuff like that. So for example, uh, every week we have a special challenge in the game where you can get a special card uh, that only exists during that week. Um, so we have teamed up with other projects like Mutants and Tiny Scouts, Cypher Wars and so on to have uh, like super rare and special cards that the players can get, but only during that week. Um, so that's been a lot of fun, uh, collabing with other projects, making like one-off special cards. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun little twist on the on the typical collab thing as well, which is... We're always trying to kind of explore different ways of um, or alternative ways to do things like marketing and all that stuff, because uh, none of us are marketing experts. Uh, we're just kind of, you know, trying trying things and see, seeing what, what works or not. Uh, but one of the things is that we, we kind of don't want to do um, the, the, the same stuff that everyone else is doing. So we might uh, fail completely, but at least we've, we've tried something. Um, that's kind of our our uh, attitude towards it. Um, but yeah, so so the card game is free to play. 
there's no NFTs needed. It's just a classic, fun, collectible card battle game. Uh, you just connect your wallet and you get a starter deck and you can start playing immediately as long as there's uh, players online, of course. Um, and it's been really fun. Like there's, We've had uh, 1,300 battles in total so far. Um, and uh, it is cool. It's, it's evolving. It's uh, very basic right now, but we're kind of adding stuff as we go. And um, yes, yeah, so that's the first... That's the first thing we have been uh, focusing on. Okay. But I definitely, I think I'm not going to lie, the whole building the NFT with the in-game kilo that you've been playing with. And can, can, can we talk, talk a little bit about that? They're sellable. Just, I'm just so, I, I just yeah, love the, I just love that. I love the being able to create the NFT and, yeah. So I even posted to the top of the nest. You can kind of see the way the um and the NFT looks like and how you can go through all of the different um options, hats, and I guess power and stuff like that. Yeah. So the way the way that works is um right from the start. So we we kind of launched almost a year ago now, and um, back then the, the aim was to become like um like a play and earn type Web three game. We've recently kind of dropped that um, that kind of label, so we're now calling us just play for fun to set the right expectations. So there's there are still rewards in the game, like our system hasn't changed, but um, to set the correct expectations, we're just calling ourselves play for fun now. Um, but um, the since the reward system stays the same, um, uh, we have essentially created well to bring it back a little bit. The, the the way other projects have done play and earn is usually through a token. So there's usually some kind of token you can win and things like that. We've gone like a different, we've taken a different path from that. So we don't want to pay out uh, rewards in tokens. We want to pay out rewards um, in another way. And the way we've done that is that you um, essentially uh, accumulate this in-game token that we call Kilo. Uh, and when you have enough of that kilo, which is not an on-chain token, it's just an in-game currency that you can't really do anything with, uh, apart from spending it on things in the game. So uh, if you have enough kilo, you can then go into our custom shop, as we're calling it, um, and you can start building your own droid in terms of like, as you said, like uh, outfit and hairstyles and helmets and all of that stuff. Uh, you, you put it together and then you order it. Uh, and then every month we uh, drop the orders to our um, players' wallets. So we we render them by hand, we mint them, and we airdrop them to everyone's wallets. Um, and then uh, those are NFTs, just the, just the same NFTs as you have um, as the players have for the for their droids that they're using for the game. So they can be traded, they can sell them, they can them, they can do whatever they want. Um, but that is the the main the main gameplay loop is essentially this custom shop thing where you you um, you have your department seventy seven NFT you train it up you send it on missions um, you get kilo for being on missions and you get a bunch of rewards and stuff like that you accumulate this in game currency you can then spend it on the custom shop and get more NFTs and then you can you can kind of build your empire like that um, so that's the primary reward loop in the game. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Like it, the, the only shame is that you can't really see like a preview of exactly how it's going to look. So 
there is a little bit of kind of mystery of, of and and like a little bit of kind of a reveal how the final how the final droid looks. And the reason it's like that is because uh, our droids are kind of three D rendered, and you can't really do like live three D rendering in the browser and stuff. And as you said in the beginning, there's five hundred and fifty million different combinations available right now, so it's impossible to kind of show a, a perfect preview of what it's going to look like. So uh, players will kind of have to use their imagination a little bit, and then the reveal becomes um, like a reveal day type thing of everyone seeing their new droids and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Okay, so I'm just going to ask it. I, well, before I ask you about the battleships, so I, oh, my dogs. Oh, I'm sorry about that. So um, sometimes people, like you have to play the game to earn Kilo, right? There's no other way for you to get Kilo. And the reason I ask is because I want to build a droid so bad, but I like stink at the game. Like, I'm not going to even front. Like, I've sat, played some, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to like learn how to use it. It's like, is there, I'm just, you know, not for the lazies, but for those of us, you know, who just want to like maybe skip a step. Is there another way to get Kilo? Just asking. Not really. Uh, I mean, the, the game is we've we've focused a lot on may, trying to make the game casual friendly. So what that means is uh, you're not required to sit there and play the game for hours and hours. Like we, we've built it so that you can check in in the morning, spend a few minutes, send out your droids, train them, whatever, and then maybe check in the evening as well a few minutes and just make sure everything is all right. And that should um, uh, kind of start getting you accumulate start accumulating your kilo over time and so obviously it's gonna, so a question yeah, go ahead. so somebody who comes in and like maybe daily comes in checks their droid you know sends them on a mission you know maybe spends 20 minutes how long would it take them to build up the kilo because i know you also have to kind of like win the bounties and 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 you know what i mean like it's not just yeah it obviously depends on how many droids you have, but um, we've recently also changed the bounty system so that you don't have to win. You just have to get into the top five of each bounty mission to get some kilo. Um, there are like there are loads of ways to earn kilo in the game, though. Like there's the bounty missions is just one part of it. There's also um, I think there's five different mission types you can do. Um, for example, you can send your droids to um, kind of landfills and they just scavenge for parts all day. Um, you don't have to do anything. They just do that automatically. And then all the items they uh, retrieve from the landfill, you can, you can sell them for kilo in the game. So the bounty missions is like the primary gameplay loop, but it's not the only one. So there's plenty of stuff to do. Um, there's also like cool stuff that you, you can kind of, um, you can flip items and parts. So there's different locations in the game, different planets. Um, and you can kind of send your droid to Earth, say, and uh, have them pick up a bunch of um, items that you know sell for more on Mars. And then you can kind of uh, put your droids in this kind of, um, uh, this kind of trade route type thing and just travel between planets, selling things, picking things up. Um, it's that's that's slow, but it's it's another way of earning kilo. So there's there's a bunch of ways to earn kilo in the game. You don't have to do bounty missions. Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, now, does anybody have a before I, I I'm going to open up at the end for questions from the audience, but I want to make sure that I wasn't uh, if the host or anybody wanted to say anything real quick. 
because I had one more question. Um, for anyone who has uh, missed when we had Department 77 on the first time, would you mind just giving um, like a quick, how do I start your game? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, to play the main game, which is Department 77, obviously you have to uh, have one of our NFTs um, and you can pick them up on one planet for Polygon. Um, there's a few there. There's two different collections on one planet on Polygon. And then um, there's also a collection on Secret Network. Um, so um, you'll just have to pick and choose which one you want. Uh, but you need at least one NFT to do that. Um, and then you just connect your wallet. And then you um, uh, kind of see your viewer inventory. And then what you do is you just start training your droid if you want to get it um, to a good place. Or you can start sending on missions immediately. There's, there's nothing more to it than that, really even though the game is quite complex, if, if you choose to kind of go down the rabbit hole of discovering things and all that stuff. But you don't have to do that. Um, but, and then obviously, Shadow Fleet that we just talked about is also kind of inside the game, and you can play that for free. You just connect your wallet. You don't have to have an NFT or a droid or anything. It's a standalone minigame inside of the main game. So if you just connect your wallet uh, without having any droids, it'll direct you to the, to the Shadow Fleet card game um, automatically so you don't have to kind of uh, trundle through weird uh, weird ui that means nothing to you um yeah wonderful thank you so much so for anybody in the audience if you want to get started um those are the two ways to get in whether you want an nft or whether you just want to go in and check out the card game awesome thank you um so there was one last uh update the battleships i don't really know much about them can you kind of uh just quickly talk about that uh, new rollout. Yeah. Um, so the the quick backstory is that, as we've talked about, the in the game you have these droid NFTs, and in the game they um, they can travel between different locations. They can travel between planets and stuff like that. And currently, the only way to do that is to go on like commercial options. So you you put the droid on a on a commercial passenger ship, ship and then you know, 12 hours later, it arrives on Earth or something like that. Um, but uh, we are now in March launching an expansion pack that is just called Ships. And um, what that means is kind of, it's there's two types of ships. There's personal ships, and then there's multi-crew ships. And how that's going to work is if you draw, so it's a random box mint. So if you if you mint a ship and you get a personal ship, that means you can equip that to one of your droids, and now the droid can kind of travel travel around much, much, much faster. It can also kind of carry more equipment, um, and it's, it just becomes way more agile. Uh, you can also draw from the random box uh, what we call a multi-cruise ship, which is um, hu they're huge ships that are owned by a player, and this player can then employ droids from other players. So if you, if I have a multi-crew ship, I can I can um, employ your droids to kind of staff the ship. And all the droids have like different attributes and different skills and stuff. And some are better pilots than others, and some are better navigators than others, and stuff like that. So that the game there is basically that you want to crew your ship with the best possible droids. And when you do that, 
you now open up like a whole new mission system where you send this multi-crew ship out to do different things. You can choose which one you want. And essentially what that means is you, the ship owner, is basically like the, um, uh, like the boss of the ship. And then the droids that you employ are other player, all other, uh, are droids from other players. So it becomes like a multiplayer online thing. Um, and um, those will be kind of super lucrative in terms of um, kilo generation and all that stuff. So it opens up a whole new mission system. Um, and there's only, in this first collection for ships, there's only 111 ships and only 11 of them are multi-crew. So if you mint from that collection and you get lucky and get a multi-crew ship, that's, a, that's jackpot for sure. Um, are they minting right now, the ships? Have they come out already? Uh, no, March. We're aiming for March, uh, hopefully mid to late March on uh, one planet. Um, Is it going to be like March 27, like everybody else, like Helium and <laughs> Polygon? <laughs> it's like Department 77. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll avoid that date then. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, I wanted to open it up to, since we have 10 minutes, 15 minutes, uh, open it up to the crowd. Uh, if anybody has any questions for Department 77 or um, has any questions for us, please feel free to raise your hand. We'll gladly bring you up. Um, if not, we can. Oh, wait, no, we have five minutes, not 15 minutes. I'm looking wrong at that, but I guess we can uh, shut it down. Saber, EJ, are we all set? Yeah, I'm good. I asked my question, so I'm happy. Perfect, perfect. All right. Well, thank you for joining us at Bare Bones of Web3. I hope you guys have an incredible day. Um, next week, we are going to be joined with um, by Chad Richardson. He uh, was in Broadway, but he is now in NFT. So this is going to be a very interesting um, show. I can't wait to chat with him. I just assume, B-Bands, that when people don't have questions, it's because you did such an excellent job as the interviewer that there's no other questions to ask, by the way. So that's why I go with. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh oh, my head's exploding. Hold on. My head, my headset doesn't. It's about to pop. I'll, I'll okay. DM you later. All the bad like things. That. Don't worry. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. <laughs> oh, we got Robo. Robo is asking a question. I'd love to have him up. So glad he's back. If you all know, Robo went missing for a few days, but now he's back. And a few days. Uh, the I world think is it was okay. Like a week. <laughs> it was like a week. Yes. Had yeah. everybody he, so he wanted worried. us to miss him. <laughs> oh man, I know everybody was worried. I was worried. Hi, Robo. Very quickly, just to like end end off the show, uh, I just want to say like thank you to the three of you. Every week, it's faultless. Uh, and the guest tonight as well, like the, the four of you. Every week, it's faultless. Every week, you execute. It's uh, But everybody out there, like guys, in the spaces, but the spaces, space, like this is a show to pay attention to, understand how you run uh, stuff professionally. But yeah, man, excellent. Thank you, guys. You are so kind, Robo. Thank you so much. I'm going to have to DM B-Ben some really awful things later to deflate her head not gonna like <laughs> <laughs> yes please thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was episode 19 of the bare bones of web 3
Hosted by B-Bands with the Space Skellies. With special guest, Department 77. Recorded on Monday, February 20th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handing reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Spaces. <laughs>